0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message.
1: So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm in a hurry today because I got about two hours worth of stuff, okay? And I know you ain't got two hours worth of sitting left in you, all right? So, um, Here, let's start with some question answers, okay? This Thursday, most of you are probably going to have a Thanksgiving dinner with your family, right? Uh, Maybe you're going to have it some other time. Most people are going to have it on Thursday. (laughs) Some of you are going to have Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, you know, and Friday, and over and over and over. When you do, somebody's probably going to say grace. So let me ask you this question. How long is is the grace that is said over your Thanksgiving meal? How long is it, you know? I mean, I'm going to give you the answer. It's mere seconds, right? I mean, does anybody, is there anybody that somebody in your family prays for a minute? Now, you think about it, 60 seconds. It doesn't sound like a long time until you sit and listen to somebody pray. So you think it's a minute. It's probably not a minute. And if it is, you probably don't ask them to pray next year, do you? Right? Because I mean, we just want to pray just those few seconds. Okay, here's a second question. Uh, how much does the average Christian pray? What do you think? Give me an idea. What do you think? Five minutes. Five minutes. Uh, in one sitting, all week long, all their life, what? How, how long, how much does one, now these are real stats, okay, because this is where, uh, you know, polls were done, surveys were done, and uh, this is a real stat, you know, you know what the answer is, one minute a day, I mean, so what's that, well, that's probably three times you said grace, you know, and that, that pretty much covers your minute, right? <laughs> 20 seconds time, times three, that covers your minute for that day. Think about how little we actually spend in, in prayer. the uh, Next question. Uh, how much time does the average Christian spend in worship, in church worship, in groups, and outreach, and et cetera? How much time in a week do you think the average Christian spends doing a lot of Christian stuff? Seven hours, three hours? <laughs> Two. Here's the here's here's the answer. About 45 minutes a week. I mean, that's not even a whole service, man. Somebody came in after the singing was over, right? You know, and that's all they've done. You know, because so you think about it. If you're spending, I think I heard somebody say seven hours and three hours or whatever. If you're spending that, that means somebody's spending a whole lot less to average out to 45. And this is Christians. This isn't everybody in America. This is just Amer- U.S. Christians. Last question. How often does the average Christian read the Bible? Now you're scared to answer, right? Maybe because you've been thinking, we're we're doing pretty good right here, and I'm just just blowing you away that, man, we're not doing very well. You know how often? Here it is. Three days a week. Three days. So again, if you're one of those that reads seven days a week, there's a whole lot of other people reading two or three to, to average you out to less than half Of the days of the week that are actually covered about three days a week is all so Why why do we spend so little time doing these things when we say we're a christian because I mean we've got all these other things to do Right. We've got life to live. We've got people to see we've got places to go We've got jobs to work. We got you know kids to raise doctors to change all of those kinds of things, right? But here's here's the irony in it, isn't it? Is that we spend so much time with our life. We don't have time for the one who gave us the life how, how often I've got a question for you. you I asked this question several times today How often do you stop to say thank you to Jesus for the blessings of your life? How often do you really just uh, uh, listen? I, I'm not saying do it right now and you get to count that one I mean how often do you say? I'm just gonna stop for a minute and just tell you how often do you do that? Because think about the blessings that you and I have okay uh, uh, let, Let's start with our spouses right Let, let me tell you guys every married man in this room you better get ready to say amen when i finish this okay especially if your wife is sitting beside you okay every married man in this room you hear me you married up every one of you we all married up okay so guys i've already given you you know uh, uh, something to be thankful for you ladies you're gonna have to go a little deeper i'm sorry you know you were you married to us right but what about our kids you know and kids are a blessing from god amen and 2911 is blessed by God right now. I mean, have you seen all these kids around here? Man, it's awesome. You know what God is bringing into our lives? And and and, and when I say that, it, it's easy to just say, yeah, they're a blessing. But some of our families, listen, you have received a miracle blessing from God in those children. I know that. I know that about some of you, because of the prayers that we prayed for you. Those are miracle blessings. Your extended family, how God has blessed you with with aunts and uncles that love God with uh, grandparents that pray for you and all those things. Uh, you know, things like, it, it's cold outside, right? But everybody sleep in a warm bed last night? You know, uh, did you, how, how cold did you get walking to church today? anybody? Anybody? no man the heater was on blowing full blast seat heater now I did rough it just a little bit I wasn't in Davis car today because hers has a heated steering wheel you know so I had to wear my gloves because I can't stand that cold steering wheel so I was roughing it a little bit but we are so stinking blessed aren't we so here's what I want us to do I want us to take a moment just a moment right here I'm, I'm gonna stop talking for just just a few seconds here and we're going to spend just a moment just a few moments we're gonna spend a few moments telling God can can you think of some way that he has blessed you of the blessings of life that you have and that you can just talk to God call it a prayer call it whatever you want to but I want let's do this okay come on just for a few moments let's just close our eyes and let's think about some blessings and let's just tell Jesus how much we thank him for the blessings of life yes yes well will you join me and let's all together let's corporately give God praise for all the blessings of life come on let's give him praise for the blessings of life amen amen okay so we're gonna do that again in a few moments okay but about something else so just get ready So so let, let me ask you this another question for you when I say first Thanksgiving the very first Thanksgiving what comes to your mind anybody pilgrims I knew that was gonna be it right what else that's it you ain't got nothing do you? what do you, okay and what else what food. Uh, yeah food did somebody say food all that you know so uh, when was the first Thanksgiving you know so much about it right a long time ago <laughs> there you go that's that sounds like a you know a good answer in school you know A long time ago right that'll get me by on this one yeah about 1621 so everybody knows y'all heard of the Mayflower right have you ever heard of the Margaret the Margaret (laughs) that sounds like that sounds like the lesser of of all the boats out there the Margaret the Margaret got here two years before that landed in Virginia okay and uh, the Margaret is really important to me about Thanksgiving because when it came it came it, it, was, it was like uh, purposed by this company in London that was selling land and, and here in, in, uh, in Virginia, but here in what would become the United States. And, uh, and, and they issued this, this decree for all of the people that would be on their boat coming there to, to, you know, to take this land and, and to begin to build their lives. This, this, look at this decree. Here's, here's what they said. Now, this is a company that wrote this in London, right? We ordain that this day of our ship's arrival, whatever it will be, at the place assigned for plantation in the land of Virginia, shall be yearly and perpetually kept holy as a day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. Man, I, I mean, I, I just want to say, we've fallen a long ways, haven't we? <laughs> You know that this is what this is what this company was all about and standing so we're going to give god praise for this and and you mark the day that you first land and that's going to be the day that you're going to do thanksgiving next year and the next year and the next year now they didn't have i mean we all know about those pilgrims in massachusetts but we don't know much about these pilgrims in virginia i guess the pilgrims in massachusetts they had better pr than the ones in virginia right because we know all about them. I meant my grandkids were coming home with face paint and all kinds of stuff, you know, from, from uh, daycare this week, you know, and I saw the, all these things going on with them. You know, we know about them, but we don't know about about this. And so we're saying, oh, okay, so they had, no, no, it was a little different. The one that we remember, this three-day meal that uh, 50-something pilgrims and 90-something uh, or more uh, Native Americans that gathered together and brought all their stuff together, this was, th- most of these Gatherings like this were different. This was something, uh, England had har- harvest festivals. So this kind of Thanksgiving thing was not new to these people that were coming. But what was different about it is, than the way you and I celebrate it is because we're thinking food, football, right? Because, but let me read you just a real, little short quote from a, a descendant of the captain of the Margaret. He said, most Thanksgivings in the early days were religious services, not meals. And I say, we we, kind of lost our way here, right? Haven't we? That Thanksgiving is really not about how much can I eat. (laughs) But it's it's supposed to be about how much we thank God for the provision that he's given us over this past year. Fifty-something, I think about 53 pilgrims there in 1621. So many had died, yet they were still thanking God that, God, I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. You've, You've kept me all this long. You've fed me all this long. Come on, let's think about it. Here, here's the question again Here's the question is how often do you stop to say thank you to jesus for his provision? You know How many of you now you probably wouldn't term it this way, but i'm the one terming it So you'll just have to go ahead and agree to this term. How many of you? Will will say you'll you'll testify you will admit that in the next five weeks Christmas is five weeks from today in case you didn't know in the next five weeks You are going to overeat at least once yeah, right, right, and some of you planned on it, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what to you, it's like, we're playing on, but think about this, we're going to overeat and still throw away food. Think about how blessed that is. You know, when you, you tell people that in other countries, in third world countries, that we're going to overeat several times over these next five weeks and still throw away food. Some of you, over the next five weeks, you're going to be going into your kids' rooms And you're going to be getting some of their toys that they got for Christmas three or four years ago. And not because they're broken, not because they're worn out. You're going to get some of their clothes, not because they're out of style. And you're going to clear out some closets and clear out some toy boxes and clear out some playrooms to make room for this Christmas. Think about that. You and I are so blessed we have to clear out our old blessings to make room for our new blessings. what 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 a blessed I mean, a few years ago, you know, I preached that, that sermon series. Remember, it? we are stinking blessed, right? You and I are so stinking blessed. Hey, how about inflation? Does anybody notice inflation lately? You know, the David keeps coming home and telling me about how much things cost and everything. She, she, didn't, buy, she didn't buy a sweet tea in that jug gallon because it was $4.75, and that was, that was the store brand. And I'm like, well, that was just wrong. So I went and looked, some, I, same thing somewhere else. We had to start making our own tea at home again, you know, and it's crazy, you know, that, uh, that's that. And then, and then I get home like a couple of days later, and I say, I say, you think groceries are bad, you ought to go to Lowe's, you know, <laughs> and try to buy something there. And I just remember we are building our house just a few years ago, and, you know, and I, I know how much things used to cost, and, and it's just crazy inflation. But I'm looking around, you know, I, I, I saw most of you before service began, and I got to tell you, uh, bad as inflation is, I can't tell that any of us have missed any meals. As bad as inflation is, God's still taking care of us. As bad as as bad as all these things are, God is still taking care of us. We're so we I mean we're still more blessed than just people a few generations ago. Much more so than people in other countries and everything. Our, our successes, our jobs, our our promotions, our raises, our our bonuses, man, he has blessed us. Can we again can we just take a few moments? I want you to think about how you've been blessed. What has been God's provision for you over this past year? Can you just take a moment? And can, can we take a moment right now and just and just just thank him for what his provision has been for us? Go ahead if you if you will, Beverly. God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my provision. God, thank you, Jesus. God, I don't know how you God, I thank you Thank you for provision God, It's amazing, God, to even imagine it. Can we join together and corporately? Let's praise God again for his provision that he has given to us. Amen. Amen. So what else? Come on, let's go deeper. It's not just about our stuff, is it? That's not that's that's not the only reason we have to worship God. You know, I, I mentioned a few weeks ago that I'm in the Book of Psalms right now in my personal devotions, and and you know when I think of Psalms, you know I think of I think of two things. I think of David, you know, running from his enemies and praying to God, When are you going to help me? And I think of David on the other side of that, saying, Oh God, you're the God, you the man, you know that, and he just praises and worships him but as i'm reading through psalms i'm just seeing man there's so many things there that david praises him for there's so many things like that last last song we just sang and i can't think of what it was but i was thinking as we were singing that last song i mean we're 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 talking about that and we're talking and you know it's not like oh god you're so good you're a good no it's just like wow you know just who he is and every time we say something about how powerful he is or we're, we're praising him we're glorified. Can, can I take you on just a little survey of, of the book of Psalms? I got a, got a whole slide page here, and I know some of you in the back probably can't read that. Never mind, I'm going to read it for you, okay? But you can find all these on, on, uh, in the sermon notes. And these are all from the Psalms, okay, of chapter 40, verse 5. He writes, O oh Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too num- numerous to list. You have no equal. You have no equal. I, if I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. Uh, 1 chapter 119, verses 97 to 98. Yeah, that's a long one, isn't it? Uh, oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. Verse 105 of that same chapter says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. At verse one twenty nine of that chapter says, "Your statutes are wonderful; therefore, I obey them." Chapter twelve, verse six says, "The Lord's promises are pure; they are like silver, refined in a furnace, purified seven times over." Chapter nineteen, verse seven, eight, and ten uh, says, "The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple, making the simple to become wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to our, His precepts." Precepts give joy to the heart the commands of the Lord are radiant giving light to the eyes They're more desirable than gold even the finest gold They are sweeter than honey even honey dripping from the comb and chapter 18 verse 30 says God's way is perfect All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection There's so much more there than just oh God. Thank you. Thank you for my turkey today. Thank you you for the stuff I found in my stocking this Christmas morning. Man, there's so much more there. So here's the question. How how often do you stop to say thank you to Jesus for the depth of who he is? Not the Santa Claus Jesus that so many of us want, but the depth of who he is. It brings us wisdom. You You ever had Jesus just... Give you wisdom, it wasn't yours, you know? Like, where'd that come from? Man, all the time, I'll say something and somebody says, man, that was good. And I I don't know where that came from then because, you know, I I don't know that I ever had an awesome original thought, you know, or the people that God brings into my life to share wisdom. Like, just the other day, I I was praying over a situation in my life. I said, God, I've got to have some help here. Tell me something, speak to me. Guess what, he didn't speak. He didn't tell me anything he didn't speak into my heart but the next morning I had breakfast with a good friend and he said something and uh, it was like one little something of, of all the time that we were together and it's like oh man it was like the wisdom of it was like it was like those things right there. It's just like honey dripping off because because you know it, it was my wisdom that I needed didn't mean anything to him wouldn't mean anything to you if I told you what it was today but it was my wisdom that I needed Wisdom and direction that he gives to us and sometimes we get that because you know, it doesn't mean we're stupid (laughs) You know when 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 we can't figure something out by ourselves, because sometimes we just need someone that's Sometimes older and wiser because they've been through things that maybe we're now going through or sometimes It's just because they have more experience, but sometimes it's just because you know if you think about a maze y'all ever seen a maze you know like a mouse running through a maze or something you know that mouse can't figure out because you know because if the exits over here you know it doesn't look right to make a left-hand turn to get around there right if you knew that and, and that's the way we are sometimes in our lives because we're so surrounded by the stuff of our life we can't see the way out sometimes we need somebody who's not surrounded by our life is on the outside say you know what buddy if you turn left here it'll get you out it'll lead you to another place Sometimes we just, and God puts those people in our lives through the church, through our grow groups. And sometimes just just happenstance, uh, you know, we just became good friends because we just met one day and don't know how it happened. But it was God orchestrating that, or protection. There are some of you sitting here today that you know the hand of protection has been mildly upon you at times in your past. That there have been times where the devil wanted to take you out God said not today and he protected you there are some of you sitting here many of you sitting here today that you had times that you were you were sick or somebody in your family was sick and there is no explanation except that God showed up and brought healing into your family you know I want us to take a moment here you've got you've got some of these times where where the death not 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 the stuff that we like you know the stuff on our to-do list the stuff that we ask for for christmas but that we think about the depth of all that he has brought to us all that he has meant to us what is it that he has meant to you how is he how has he how has he somehow blessed you in 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 this in this deep and i want us to take a moment and let's just thank him go ahead beverly if you will let's take a moment god god i thank you I'm gonna thank you for the time of my life, God. I know that I know that I know God. Thank you for that you smoke. God, if you gave me somebody, God, I thank you for that you live for us in my life. Thank you Lord for those men that me went, God, that went before me. I'm be God, I thank you for those times that you gave me God. God thank you for this time. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, give him a hand of praise. Let us worship and glorify him Lord. All of those awesome things that he has done. You got one more. You got time for one more? You got one more. You ever heard the term spirit of excellence? Spirit of excellence. Now, I've heard some people misuse this, you know. Um, that's like it's like love languages, you know. Love languages, those are awesome if you use them right. But I've, I've seen people misuse them, say, well, you, you know. We're having trouble in our marriage because you don't treat me like it says. That's not what love language is for, okay? And this right here is not supposed to be something you beat people over the head with. You're not doing excellent work. That's not what spirit of excellence is. It's not about doing excellent work. I had a time, now listen, <laughs> I gotta tell you, there's a lot of times that I'm not excellent up here. I know, that's, uh, y'all, y'all can't imagine that, I know. All right, I'm my own worst critic, so I, I know when I'm not excellent, all right? But you're gonna get excellence in my Spirit. Here's what I mean. There was there was a time that I was called by. Uh, our niece and she was getting married and and uh, she wanted me to play the piano. Yep, it's been a few years okay <laughs> and uh, she wanted me to play the piano and I said okay yeah I can do that because I've played piano at a lot of, a lot of uh, weddings and you know and I had, all the, I had all the standards you know I'd played them enough that you know I, I, yeah, I'd use a little bit of sheet music but I didn't really need them so I get there you know and I'm kind of showing her a few things I can play which ones do you want and all that she's good for that. She said oh and by the way the uh, singer needs you to accompany him on The Lord's Prayer any of you musicians out here know that's not one you just I have never played the Lord's Prayer I have never sung the Lord's Prayer and they hand me sheet music now listen I'm really a good or used to be a really good uh, play-by-ear kind of person I'm not like one I'm not a classical pianist okay I don't sit there and hit all the notes and I have less than 24 hours to learn to play this song to accompany someone who can sing the dog out of the Lord's Prayer I mean, I heard him sing that uh, he sang one by tape, but I had to accompany him on that And I never even saw this sheet music before you know what the next day at her wedding I'm glad he was good because since he was good. It turned out good, but it was not excellent But you know what I did the night before and that day before that Saturday a lot of that day throughout throughout I had a spirit of excellence as I put my excellence into it. it. It wasn't what I did wasn't excellent, but it turned out great because of him and because I had given my spirit of excellence. You see, some people use this to beat other people. You're not doing excellence, so you don't get to work for God. I've seen people do that. But then I've also seen people say, Oh, well, it's not talking about performance. It's actually just talking about trying. Well, shoot, I tried a little bit the other day. That's an, no, 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 no. It's not trying. This my spirit of excellence. Let me give you a little bit of a definition and maybe it'll help you understand why having a spirit of excellence is so important. A spirit of excellence means having an attitude of excellence. It means giving my all because Jesus gave his all. That's what it means to have a spirit of excellence. Jesus had a spirit of, it would have been a lot easier. He prayed that night before he died on the cross for you. God, please let me do this some other way. But if not, he had a spirit of excellence for you. So it means to give your all because Jesus gave his all. It means giving the effort Jesus deserves and is worthy of. Wow. Wow. What, what, what has he done for us? Our, our, our next question, right? The last of our four. How often do you stop to say thank you to Jesus for what we have found in him? What have we found in him? What is it that he did? He, he gave his all. And so, because of that, you and I have grace. You know what grace is? You ever heard? Unmerited favor. That's favor that you didn't earn, that you didn't buy, that you didn't work for. You, did, you just had it given to you. That we've received forgiveness. Y'all, y'all have anything in your past that when you think of it, you just, mm, why did I do that? You wince? Like, I, I've got some things that I just wince all the way from the inside, you know, just all the way, you know, everything. Some of it's just stupid stuff. I mean, I was just stupid. You know, I didn't know any better whatever, and I still wince. And some of it I knew better, and I did it on purpose, and it was a sin, and I wince about that. Guess what? That's all forgiven. He doesn't wince anymore. He forgave me of those things. And even though I still remember them sometimes, and I think, how could I be so stupid and foolish, and I'm sorry, God? And, and he's like that, that old old, old sermon from years and years ago that I heard, and that old song, that I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that old sin. And, and he says, what sin are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. Because we've been forgiven. We have acceptance from Jesus Christ. And, and listen, that's another one that people get wrong sometimes. Because they'll say, well, yeah, he accepts me just the way I am. So, no, 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 no. We misunderstand that. I like how Max Lucado said this. He said, Jesus loves you so much, he accepts you just the way you are. But he refuses to leave you that way. And you see, that's what he's done. I don't know about you, but that's what he's done for me. I guess I can't testify for you, so let me just testify for me. He loved me just like I was, but he loved me so much he didn't leave me that way, and he's been perfecting me ever since he and I met. And I'm becoming more... Fulfilled and I'm becoming more complete. I'm becoming more whole in him. No, I ain't there, (laughs) you know I'm not there. I've been with him for a long time decades, but I'm not there I'm still becoming more complete more fulfilled more whole in Jesus That's what we found in him Is all of these things and what have you found in him? Can we do this one more time? Can we take and, and we be serious about this? Can you we just take one more short moment of time? And let's thank him for grace, forgiveness. You know, let's let's thank him for acceptance, reconciliation, putting us in a church where people love us because we're all just as weird and messed up as you are. You know, and thank him for that kind of a thing, giving us this kind of a family. Can we just take that moment? Go ahead, Beverly. God, I love you again. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for grace, God. God, it does not come on let's give him a really big hand of praise for all that we found in him. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you that question one more time, but we're not going to do the whole preaching thing. Just this last little thing. How often this week, one more question there, Beverly. Next slide. There you go. How often will you stop to say thank you to Jesus this week? This is, this is Thanksgiving week. Is it about a meal? Is it just about getting together with family? Is that all it is? Or should it be the reminder that wait a minute I've not been as thankful in my life this past year as I need to be how often will you stop stop like we stopped in this sermon four different times how often will you stop your life? let me let me, let me me give you a challenge this Thursday or whenever it is that you do you do your Thanksgiving if it's within your power you know if you may not be the one making the calling the shots there but if you can jump in and say I, I just challenge you just say hey before we say grace can we all just take a moment just think of something that that we're just thankful for now listen a lot of people say I I hate it when we go around a room and tell those things yeah I do too sometimes because you know everybody's not vocal like that so then only the vocal people actually get to thank God so you know just can we just all just think about it in our hearts for a moment what we're really thankful for before we say this grace? I challenge you if you can do that this Thanksgiving dinner do that but I challenge you further I challenge you to do that with lunch today and lunch tomorrow even if you're by yourself just stop for a moment before you say that prayer over that burger or whatever it is but you just stop for a moment think about what I should be thankful for today and just take a moment to be thankful how often will you stop to say thank you to Jesus this week you see because what we've been talking about is thanks living But really what we've talked about in this sermon so far is a vocal giving of thanks. And that's not thanks living. Here's thanks living. Thanks living is turning your giving of thanks into living your thanks. So live it out this week. In those four areas that we we thank God for, let me say them real quick again. Enjoy your family. Uh, Let me say it this way. If you complain about those blessings, all those blessings, you're cursing them don't curse your blessings you know you got that job that oh man I hate going to this job this old job is so sorry my, my boss my. okay maybe things need to change but quit cursing it you got to live in it till you get something better you know and you got family members that yeah <laughs> and you complain and all that maybe 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 just a change of attitude on your part might help a little bit Instead, don't don't curse your blessings enjoy your family Enjoy the things that you know maintain the things that God has given if God has given you a car take care of it Right if he's given you a job work it to the best of your ability, so you can be a worker approved Not ashamed as word of God says you can be those things and Appreciate that you know you know one way you appreciate wisdom when somebody tells you something One way you you show appreciate is when you when you accept that counsel and guidance you know when God says do this and you do it you've shown him praise you said that that was, that was good advice God I'm gonna do that so follow that wisdom you know don't don't curse it I wish I didn't have to do that so I get to do this I get to pray for somebody I get to buy a bicycle or a coat or something for someone. I get to help someone. I get to provide a meal for someone who is who is hurting this holiday season don't curse those things I mean, by all means By all means, don't take for granted the grace, forgiveness, and salvation that you have received through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, thanks living is turn that giving into living your thanks. So, not just what we've done here today, but turn that into living your thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.